Okay. Continuing Perik Lamed Beis Vod Yesh Lefarish Remes Shikanes Hamata Bumalchus that the staff will enter into the Malchus Kloimar She Yake Oso that the Paro will be stricken with it Veyechanes Hamata Bumalchus Shedomlo Nachash the staff will go into so again, the Nachash is a serpent, the serpent is like the Melech. So you get the Mata turning into a serpent. That's to allude to the Mata, a, a hitting stick, going into the king, the kingship of Paro, means striking him. Ki Yislabesh bo means if I, yeah, I, I guess we can imagine like a sword or something piercing somebody else, right? So now you don't see the sword; you just see or you, know, you just see the flailing body on top of it, right? I mean, you you spear someone through with a spear, right? So the spear disappears inside of the person. Now the spear is inside the body. Make sense? The, the head of the spear stick out in the back? Let's say you do like a, uh, <laughs> you know, like a... Uh, Uppercut. Yeah. Mortal Kombat style. Yeah. The bottom? <laughs> Up into the rib cage. Okay? But the point is... I'm sorry, it's that, too, being too practical. Yeah, but the point is that um, morale wants that the... that when you... When you strike something, the strike goes into that thing and uh, kind of gets absorbed in it, I guess. And that is what it means, the mata turning into a nachesh. What does it mean, mata turning into it? Meaning, it currently looks like a nachesh, but inside of it, it's really a mata. Right? Externally, it's a nachesh, but in truth, it's a mata. Right? So that means that the ma- Aaron takes his mat, right. throws it down, it becomes a serpent. I, but then it's now, it, haven't Hashem actualized it as a serpent? Yes. But not that, but not to say that it is, uh, you know, in absolute truth a serpent, right? It's it's through a miraculous process, it's currently, okay. um, you know... Um, in the appearance of a serpent, uh, you know, in, in, uh, behaves like a serpent, right? But it's still a mata inside, right? So, so to speak, we can visualize a mata inside of a serpent. Okay. So the so that is meant to symbolize the makos that Paro is going to Paro, the king Paro, is going to suffer that. Uh, the mata representing the makos, the serpent representing paro, the mata will be inside the serpent. That means strikes being inside of the kingdom, kingdom, kingship of Egypt. A little bit of a difficult concept, I must say. Let's read a little bit further ahead. The kasher nase minamat nachesh. Harei yikanes hamate shehu hamake begvul nachesh. 
So if you think now, now he's he's making it a little bit better. So again, every object, every item has its own space, right? Um, basic law of physicality is you can't have um, two bodies occupying one space, right? Um, the fundamental fight between Yaakov and Esav is that they're twins, they were, they were kind of pushing for the same spot, right? They're, they're, they're tsar, tsar hamokum, right? So Haman is called uh, the, the tsar of Klausra, right? He's the, he's the one that makes it narrow for us. Yeah? Haman. Haman, yeah, from Esav, from um, Amalek, Esav, yeah. Um, so the point is, so if you have one entity invading in the space of another entity, that is, um, you know, that will either kill it or, or harm it drastically, right? That's if if you were to define, if you were to define, I guess like, I, I love the fact that Baruch Hashem we have this muscle, the Hashem helped us out a lot with computers, right? Because alumnus, Torah alumnus, right? Um, which the morale, one of the great revealers of that, of, of, of what's called lumbus. Now it's become popularized by Rukhain Brusker in Schmeiss as well, but morales are already introduced hundreds of years earlier. But um, if you had to computer code, are you a little bit familiar with this, right? If you had to computer code the concept of, of, of striking someone, right? So the most technical way to say that would be to say that one part of me will now go and occupy the same space where the other person is currently. And now usually you want to use one of the hard parts of yourself, such as a, a fist or a, or a foot or something like that, right? And usually you want to occupy one of the softer spots of the opponent, right? Such as his stomach or, or, or something else, right? Um, but that's that's what a strike is. Does that make sense? I guess for like this tiny, tiny moment, your fist is occupying the person's face. Or his, like or his stomach. Tiny, tiny amount of space, time, though. Yeah, but that hurts a lot, right? And, and theoretically, if you were to puncture all the way through, right, then it would occupy more of that space, that would be a mortal strike. Right? Let's get a liver shot. A what? Let's get a liver shot. Plop down. Plop down? In boxing. Golden, golden shot. Okay. But, but that is because your fist is occupying the space right. and his liver right. used to be occupied. That's right. That's it's the liver as opposed to the... What's the difference? Oh, uh, if you if you deliver, it's like like a short circuit in the entire. Okay, I mean, yeah, fine. I, that's <laughs> it's a really, it's a really I good. Think, I think I think I think Noah just like went to a different place than the rest. Oh, of we have boxers in this place, my British. Yeah, <laughs> got it. Um, so 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 the point is that that the definition of a strike is when this thing is you know, where the where the one thing is occupying is intruding on the space and occupying the space that the other entity is currently occupying until now, right? So that so here we have the Mata occupying now, you know, the Mata, so to speak, is inside the Nachash, right? That's to allude to the Makos being inside of Mitzrayim. 
Yeah, a liver shot. Um, if you know where we are, which page we are? Yeah, you got it? Depends on the safer. I don't know if we have the same version. Just check the words. Does he have the same print? Okay. Okay. Uh, so this is, this is awesome. This is really awesome, right? Because the previous one, he was saying that is to you know, that's not the point over here. I mean, yeah, it's true. I mean, it is true that Moshe will become king, right? And not Paro anymore. But, but seemingly the message here is to Paro, right? To, 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 that's, that's, I think, why the morale prefers this shot. It, it, it's telling you about the upcoming Makos, right? It's a foreshadowing of the Makos. V'kak mashma midir razal. Ulefika Hamru, and then they say the following in the Midrash. Davar Acher, Lefisha Paro Nimshel Litanim. Paro is compared to a serpent. Vamar, Im Yikanes Moshe Etsli. Ani Sarfo, Ani Tsolvo, like we already read last time, the Paro was saying, if he's going to come in here, I'm going to I'm going to kill him, I'm going to splay him, I'm going to crucify him. Ulekak Romo's low. Hamate Hazer Kihaya Chakukalav Matelukim and this staff it was it was is etched in this is the divine staff Shenichnus Begvulo that no this is this is totally taking away your power it's uh, piercing you this Mata it's breaking you Elvorim Haim so, so it works very nice because here the drush is working with the pshat. The pshat is that that Moshe and Aaron are showing him that you see we have we have tremendous power. You can't do anything to us, right? We are threatening you with with affliction. And that works with the Jewish. The Pirushurazal. Lama Laka Hayaor Mipnei Shamitraim Ovdin Layor. Why was the canal means the Nile, which is referred to as a canal? Why was the canal stricken? Because the Egyptians worshipped the canal. Lakah Laka Stricken as in turned to blood, or stricken as in hit with the mata? Um, good question. I uh, I assume turning into blood. Right, right. I did I as well, the but, but but the, 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 the actual striking the water with the staff. I just don't know what the question is. The question is, why did the Nile have to turn from water to putrid blood, or is the question, why did the water, why did the Nile have to get hit? So I think I, I, I think the que- I let's see further. I think the question is why why was it turned to blood? Okay. Um, so laka Elohehem. This is this is why Hashem struck their gods. Tchila. Shachodesh Boruchu. Kishe Nifra Min Haumus. When Hashem collects, which means pay, you know, pays them their right you know, their punishment. Right? 
skipped a lot. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Like, do you guys have it? Do you guys have it in brackets? Yeah, there's no. a bracket. We have it taken out. Someone just use me. Yeah, it skipped from here. You didn't skip anything for us. Oh, but yeah. by you, it's marked off or no? It is. He has a bracket. There's a bracket here and a bracket here. Yeah, so there's just the, the brackets. Is yeah. Para is punishment? I make arrows. So they're for me. Um, down arrow. And so, Porea literally like means... like a curse or something, right? No. There's a literal translation. Okay. You're thinking of a Mishapara, Mishapara right? Mishapara, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Porea literally means like to be Porea Chov. means to pay back. Like the Mishra, that's right. Okay, yeah. Mhm. Yeah. So means to pay back. Now, Mishapara um, means the one who paid back, you know, uh, evil people, etc. Means Hashem. He should he should do the same to this person. That's a, a shortened version of that full expression. But Porea, usually, I mean, it can mean to be Porecho. You owe someone money, you pay it back. But in the case of Rishoyim, when Hashem pays them back, it means you know, pay Hashem back for you know um, them for what they've done. Right. That means to punish them. Okay, so um, so Hashem punishes the deities of the of the goyim. Um, so when he's punishing the goyim, the first thing Hashem does is he punishes their deities. Key ha'avoda zara. Sibas hate Shalakum. Because how does it work? What, what is it that got these guys in trouble in the first place? It was their Avodazara, right? So Hashem attacks the root of the problem first. Not to say that it was the Avodazara's fault, right? Avodazara obviously is, is, is the man who chose to do the Avodazara, right? But the, the source vehicle of, of all the Chatoyim that the people are doing is this, and meaning the Egyptians were also <coughs> seeped in licentiousness and did really bad things to Israel, etc., etc. But how did they justify that all? They justified it all through their deities, right? They got these deities, and the deities like this type of stuff, right? Let's have a, uh, a holiday of um, you know Mardi Gras or whatever, whatever it is, right? Let's do filthy things, and somehow this is okay because that's what you're supposed to do. Make sense? Okay. Kikocham hu hamesis lechet. Avodazara, you know, encourages, uh, um, it seduces a person to go and sin. So, you know, it kind of opens all those doors to do it. Vayahor koa gadol limitzrayim, so the canal means the Nile specifically, was the tremendous power uh, of idol worship in Egypt, which specifically represents, um, you know, physical prosperity and um, indulgence. Asher haya mispoyer bo that uh, the, uh, the, the, the the entirety of Egypt were like glorified themselves through the through the Nile, right? The Nile is like their big claim to fame, right? This is like the best thing in the entire world. So what's mispoyer? Mispoyer from a language of pair to glor to to be glorified through. Um, so the Omer, like like we see that uh, Paro himself says, Navi Cheskel, I believe. Um, is that right? You guys have a citation for that. Yeah. Okay. Li Yaori Vani Asisani. 
right? The Yaor is to me, and I have made myself. So where is that from? I believe it's a person in Yecheskel. Yes. Uh, where? Chavtas. Chavches? Chavtas. Chavtas. It's a Haftorah that we, that we read. Uh, what does that mean? Li Orivani Asisani? I am the Nile and I have made it? Like I am a god? Literally translated is I've made myself. Okay. Who's saying that? To me is, Paro. The Nile, is my Nile. I own the Nile and I made myself. It was Paro saying I am a yeah. god who well, created the Nile. It's, it's a very deep thing. Uh, how, I mean, at, at surface level, it sounds absolutely absurd to have made oneself, right? That's a, uh, it's, a it's an oxymoron. So you had right. to have existed first before you to yeah. create yourself. So, but there's, there's, there's a depth to these words, a very, very, uh, there's a lot of depth to these words and it speaks to a tremendous uh, Yetzirah that people have, but I don't think that that's our purpose right now. So, um, Ver, so therefore, ver, now, I think I'm missing a yud over here. What's what's the next word you guys have? Roy, Roy. Reish alf yud. Reish alf vav yud. Yud vav. Yeah. Okay, that's good. That, that's roui. Right. Yeah. That's 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 the, that was the letter that I was hoping. Yeah. Roui lihios hasiba. Nilkatchila. So therefore, since this is the source of all, the, I'm saying source is supposed to cause, because at the end of the day, the cause is man's free will, right? But this is really the source. Means the, if you look at the decision tree, right? That that, that, every, that that these people are going through, right? So the first step in the decision tree is the avodazara to allow it. Now, obviously the the motivator is ultimately the taiva. Yeah? But the, but the progression of how I'm going to go about fulfilling that is step number one of all those are. Right? That's what you got to set up. It's the first thing that has to be set up in place in order to permit all the taivas. It's like the first bad decision that leads to all the other ones. Yeah. Exactly. But the cause of that first bad decision is... Is a taiva. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, obviously that's why um, you know you look at all these terrible ideologies out in the world, right? They're all in one way, in one way or another, coming to permit something, right? To say it's okay for people to behave in certain terrible ways. Okay, so um, so therefore, this uh, original um, you know, the source um, decision or this source uh, bad. Um, Justification, whatever it is, that's the one that should be stricken first. Lithisha call Gorim Hurishan means the this is the cause. This is the one that came first before all the other ones, right? So therefore, that's the one that should be that should be stricken first.
um, understand. Did we did we pivot away from talking about why the only sign that power was shown was the mata? Means that's what we started the parak with, right? Started that Moshe was given three signs to show to Klal show. Right? The mata, the water turning to blood, and the and the tsaras of the hand. Then when power asked for a sign, they only give him with the one sign, the mat turning to a snake, to a serpent. So we want to know, first of all, why one? So we address that. Then we want to know why specifically this one. We've been addressing that. Right? That's that's what we started off today with. Um, I, I think we pivoted at, at, at the Pirusha Rabbi Sainu. Right, right. So Pirusha Rabbi Sainu sounds like a brand new start of a conversation. That's why that's I thought that question was why did he hit a river because that would have been yeah, but but you see, but, but you see that he's he, well. But again, we're asking why the I only it, sign. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, I yeah, but but Elokehem, all their all their gods, yeah, were, were stricken one way or another. It's, 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 so let's see if he circles back to the original theme or if or if this is already indeed a new thing. Um, does anybody Hartman comment on this over there with Pirushu Razal? Does he like say like that this is? Or was like, did you guys have a whole a whole bunch of stuff? Is that, is that where you had a bunch of stuff? We had a bunch of stuff before it. Me, but right there, like right before. Right before Pirushu? that, yeah. Up to that, we had like two, two columns here. Oh, so that that's probably that's probably why. And then we have a new paragraph with Pirushu. I know there's lots of paragraphs, but can I, can I just take a quick look at what happened right before that? Yeah, so basically, so, so what happened is the Guru Hashem is the first Sefer that the Maral published. Um, and as it is, is the biggest one from all those farms that he published. Uh, it, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty big Sefer, as, as you guys can tell. Um, so when he took up the publication, he cut out a bunch of stuff to make it smaller. So over here, it looks like he cut this thing out. That's why there's not a, a smooth transition because although clearly the model thought that the safer could work. Not, he, he didn't cut it out because like it was a mistake or anything. He just cut it out because it was just a bit too long. Right? So the parts that he thought he could afford to cut out, he cut out. So in these new in these new editions of the um, of the Tiferes, so they so they using the using the Xaviyah, they put it back in. Under brackets, with brackets, but um, it, it's pretty clear that within this long bracket over here, he transitions to talking about um, the other makos already. Talking about the f- the first three makos, the fourth maka, right? So then. We're, we're, so it sounds like there has been a pivot by now. So then, when we when we pick up at the Pirushu Razal, La Malaka Yor, that that's like a, that's like a new topic. Now just we're going about the seder of the makos. Yeah, yeah, the seder of the makos and, and, and the general the general topic. Of the, but just that you know it was a little bit of a of a very sudden pivot. And seemingly the reason for that is because, you know, whenever you cut, whenever you just cut out uh, a chunk, he didn't re, 
looks like he didn't rewrite it. He just cut out that whole section. And um, so we don't have like a transitional sentence, basically, over here. Yeah, until now we've been discussing why from the three signs that Moshe was given to show Klausrel, does he, then when Paro asked for a sign, he only gave him one sign, Paro wasn't depressed by that sign, and that was the end of it. So that's what he's been dealing with until now, from the beginning of the parak. Right? So now, we've moved on to a new topic without a transitional sentence. Right? The Pirushu Razal, that was a conversation now, new conversation. Right? We're we'll talking about Makos now all of a sudden. So that's why I'm pointing out that, that this is because there's about a page and a half missing. Right? Um, so, being that not everyone has it, you, you don't have it in there, right? No. Yeah. So, so in, in the Hartman, he just takes it out? It's just out? The Hartman has the regular pub- publication, the same one that I have. You guys we have, have the Xaviad put into it, in brackets. Hartman's long enough as it is. For other reasons. Okay, so um, yeah, so so I'm just pointing out that like you know this is a, like a paragraph break with a with a mental insertion of a transitional s- sentence. We're talking about now. Okay, so why was the why was it specifically that the Nile was the first one to be hit? Answer is because since the Hashem always whenever he punishes the the goyim, the first thing he does is to punish their uh, deity first. And the reason is because the deity is the one that signs off on all future immoral behavior. Right? So that's the source. So source comes first. Right? Is the, it is the gorim, is the uh, cause of everything else. Therefore, that's the one that is stricken first. Um, I remember hearing that one of, one of the reasons was like because Paro used the river as a way to show that he was not human. So he would go to the bathroom in the river. So that was his way of showing that he was like some sort of deity. Okay. Uh, same kind of same Indian or unrelated. Um, unrelated. That's also directly related to the river. Listen, there's many many reasons. The Maram himself over here in Guru Hashem, um, right now by us, and then later on again. Marl's going to bring at least, I mean, for sure three, I, I want to say even more, maybe four systems of explaining the relationship between all the Makos, like what they're all out to do, what the progression is, right? So it was certainly, I mean, the Makos are like extremely particular, like this, like, you know, I mean, it, it, it seems extremely um, kind of... Oddly specific, you know, like, like you know, kinim, frogs, like, those are not things, you know, like, if we were thinking about, like, just doing, doing macros, you'd think, like, first, you know, probably some earthquakes, some meteorites, some, like, really powerful stuff, and, like, you know, like, but here's, like, these kind of seemingly, like, interesting things that I guess, yeah, I guess, you know, if, in an extreme version, I guess it could be pretty challenging or annoying, you know, but like not not the types of things that you would expect. Like it's, it's very very odd, some of them, right? So the answer is that you know, there's there's a progression, uh, you know, from 1 to 10, and there's going to be a number of systems that the moral self is going to propose, and all the, you know, Pirushim on the Haggadah, you know, on the 
on the on the Haggadah Shel Pesach, right? Uh, there are many, many, many interpretations to these ten. They're filled, filled with uh, the ten Magos were filled with meaning. Um, so it's not uh, it certainly sounds like there's something to what you're saying, but it's not connected to what the Maral is saying. Okay, fine. So, Ve'od, Nos Nutam El Elu Aser Makas. Okay, so now we're going to give a progression for the ten Makas. Lama Laku B'dam Mibnei Shalohayu Rotsim Sheyid Balu Bnos Yisrael Mitumosan Kedei Okay, so because the Egyptians had a scheme that to diminish Jewish fertility, they would make it difficult for the women to purify themselves from from dam uh, So they kept us in a state of blood. So so, so then so Hashem put blood on them. Obviously, we'll read through the whole thing. This is a long midrash over here, going through all ten, and then the Maral will go through it. So, so is, this, is this all going to be according to like one system? Is here's the system. Here's this system is what Mita connected Mita. Yeah. Sam, just to, like so, the Mahadam is connected the Dam Mita, or connected where the Pnosisra would go kill them. Since they, since they made us like so to speak bloody but I'm assuming this would not prevent women who needed to do tefillah during the Makkah from toveling oh, it's, it's no, no, no. Like, yeah for the Jewish people it stayed, it stayed water right I yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, we mean that during all those years of, of when the Egyptians were afflicting us right that they made they made it very difficult you know um I mean, during the, during the, during like uh, the, if you read to remain a Jew, uh, by Rav Yisak Zilber, right? So he talks about what it was like to be a Jew in the in the, in the Soviet Union under Stalin. Things like uh, a woman that would want a toivel had to literally like travel for potentially days, and like it was dangerous to like you know, to be able to toivel. And then like by the time, I mean, you can imagine, right? Then she takes her bunch of time to get back to her husband potentially missing uh, you know her short window of ability to you know get pregnant and things and uh, I mean, they, they, they told the outlawed mikvahs like you could not have you could not have a mikvah right so the Egyptians seem to have done something similar to that uh, in order specifically in order to diminish our fertility rate so Hashem made them bloody you know they, they turned their River the the Nile into blood, okay. Umakas for it's for deim amru shalakach hevi alehem it's for deim lefisha you omrim liyisrael lehevi lehem shikotzim v'romosim. They would order us to go and bring disgusting, you know, frogs and lizards and snakes and things to them. So therefore, two media they were made to be disgusted. They made us be disgusted, so Hashem made them be disgusted. Umakas kinem nosnu hatam 
Lefisha Hayu Yisroel Mechavdin Chutzos Vishvakim. They made us do despicable work, lowly work, go around sweeping the streets and the marketplaces. Which is Chutzos means the outside parts of the city, and the Shvakim means the marketplaces. Those are kind of like litter, litter filled. Yeah, like yeah, imagine after a big marketplace, like garbage all over the, the that place, right? So it's very dirty type of work. Afram, so you're sweeping the dust of the earth. So, so then their offer turned to kinim, which is a very disgusting thing for a person, which is a very uh, dirty thing for a person to be involved in. Ube'arov nosnu hatam mipnei she'amru li'israel le'hevi lahem dovin ve'arayos le'kach hevi alehem arov since they made us go and try to trap and bring to them I guess maybe the Egyptians had Calisiums like the Romans or something I'm not sure what exactly was their need for um Lions and bears. So, what did they say to? to they made us go and bring to them li- bears and lions. Dovin the Arayos. So Hashem brought upon them bears and lions. Okay. The department says there's a midrash. Uh, says, why do they have to go to Kedai Lehios Mitzirim Bahem? You see? I have to get lions, bears, and uh, namarim, which are what? Uh, leopards. Or something. Leopards. leopards. Uh, 51. So we should be. What does that mean? I mean, it makes like. I'm not sure if I see that. Okay. Let's see. Like, maybe it's supposed to be an ayin in there. I'm not sure. Sorry. Okay. Um, number five. Dever. Lama hevi alehem mipnei shehayu omrim leYisrael leroos sonam beharim. They made us um, graze our sheep. On mountains, Ubimidboros, and in deserts. So they, I guess they made it very difficult for us to um, have our animals. It was, it, was, it was challenging to find pasture for our animals. So Amar HaKadosh Boruchu, Ani Ere Tsonam, so then I'll, I'll shepherd their animals. Hashem says, me, I will shepherd the Egyptians. They were making it difficult for us to take care of our animals. So now Hashem will, quote-unquote, take care of their animals. Shenem hinei yad Hashem havi, the hand of Hashem was upon the flocks and the, and, and the, and the herds. Vod kadei shalo lahem son so that they should end up not having their own sheep to herd. They were making it difficult for us to herd our sheep. So now they're not going to have their own sheep to herd. 
Shechin, Lama Hevi Aleihem, why Hashem bring upon them the boils, Yivnei Sha'omru Yisrael, Lahachem, Lahem, Chamin, they made this heat up for them, their cholent, so that was hot, hot work in the kitchen, Lefikach, Hevi Aleihem, as Hashchin, so two boils, your skin is, a person's skin is fire, is like on fire, it's like hot, hot to the touch, inflammation of the skin. Oh, I apologize. I, I misread that. They were making us, um, Chamin means, not Chamin, that's what Sephardim referred to as Chol, but Chamin, like what the Gemara calls Chamin, means, uh, Hot water, hot water for bathing. Yeah, so they made this heat up for them. Hot water for bathing. Um, so therefore, Hashem made their skin cover in the boils that they shouldn't be able to bathe. As I guess it's painful. So what's so bad about making us heat up hot water? We're still slaves. I mean, it just sounds like a just a stomach it wasn't like it was like as lions, you know, like something like, ridiculous. Right. <laughs> it seems pretty normal for an avid. Like what? Go cut grass. Wait, what's that? Doesn't doesn't? I'm just trying. I'm, I'm thinking. Get my water. What's? Yet, to see. I think. I think. Let's say by an avid every. Is that what you were going to say? No. So I was also going to ask. I mean, like, I think the worst thing about shchein is not the fact that you can't bathe. It sounds like it's like much worse to have shchein, right? I mean, right. Okay. I'll, I I'll, I'll, I'll take not bathing for a week. You know, like if God just told me don't bathe, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Right. Right. Shchein. right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I hear that point. I hear that point. Um, the I think that Rashi brings that if you have an Evid Ivri, right, so you should treat him with respect, meaning he's your worker, right? I mean, the point is what they didn't. The, the Egyptians had a right to. Hashem said they're gonna they're gonna work you, right? We're in Egypt. We belong to Paro. He's allowed to make use of that labor force. That's what we're gonna see. We're gonna see that later on, right? Um, but there's a difference between using someone as a labor force versus um, humiliating work, right? So making somebody be your bath attendant. A bath attendant is like, hey, come, come with me. You're going to, like, you know, wipe my feet and, like, you know, bring me some more hot water, like, while I'm bathing, you know, bring me some more hot water. That is a very humiliating um, type of work. Like, you know, you want me to be a computer programmer? Okay. You want me to build your house? Okay. You know, fine. Yeah, that's, that's a certain skilled labor, right? But... Uh, but to be like your bath attendant, that's you know, like you want me to wipe you also, you know, like that's that's uh, a different Rodrigo. Okay, again, the moral ho- will hopefully explain these things further, like what I fear is none saying. Of, none of this is the moral, right? This is just a midrash. Okay, borrowed Lama Hevia Lehem, Lefi She Saminosan. Notim Kromim, that they made us uh, plant vineyards for them. Now this is one that's really difficult. What's, what's so bad about planting vineyards? Lakach Laka Beborod Gifnam. Notice, obviously, that there is... I don't know what you guys have right after this. By me, we go straight into Choshech, the next one, which is missing the Makas... Um, 
Arbe. Does anybody have like a insertion over there? No? Okay. So lacking in Arbe over here, the, the locust. What? Um, so Choshech, Heidi Alehem, Shehayu Bisrael Rushoyim, Volohayu Rotsim Lotseis. Now here, this is not even really against the Egyptians so much, right? It's really a camouflage for uh, for Hashem to bring um, to kill to kill these people, right? So Hashem brought darkness upon the Egyptians. Shlo Yiru Mitzrayim it through, they shouldn't see their downfall. Shekula mesu that all of them died during those three days of darkness. So uh, Hashem made it dark that that, that the Egyptians shouldn't see. And finally, Magas bechoros lefi she shabdu b'Yisrael shenikru b'ni bechori Yisrael. So they enslaved us. We are Hashem's firstborn. So Hashem uh, struck their firstborn. Because he doesn't want to say uh, about throwing into the Nile, you know, throwing the children out. That's not unique to firstborns. Why would it be the firstborn specifically? So it's Klausel who are firstborn to Hashem. They were, so to speak, kidnapping us. They were, they were holding me. They were not letting us go. So Hashem struck their firstborn. Ad Khan, Bishmos Rabba, Parshas Ve'era, Parshas Bo. Okay, the Purusha Midrash. So we're up to the Purusha Midrash. Uh, yeah, definitely lots of questions on this Midrash. Hopefully the Maral will answer those. He brings in the Yilkut Shmos Rabba and in the Yilkut Shimon